This is like, how many porn stars does it take to uh, record one podcast episode? Third time's a charm. We've been trying to get this podcast done for like the last whole morning. Okay. <laughs> Natasia Dreams, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. How are you today? I'm good. I'm actually, I rested. I'm good. I had a great breakfast. I'm hydrated. I'm ready. <laughs> so you're a breakfast person. Yeah, I love my breakfast. Like, that sets my whole day. Like, my breakfast sets my whole mood for the day. So I usually, like, get up and have, like, a very nutritious breakfast. Because what happens is I break my fast. Because I usually fast for, like, 16 hours. Oh, you do intermittent it's, fasting. I do intermittent fasting. So me that too. breakfast is, like, so delicious to me. It's like, oh. Hold everything. on. So if you eat breakfast, that must mean that you stop eating really early in the day. Yeah, yeah. When's your last meal? Probably like four, five, and then I won't eat until like the next day, like 11 in the morning, 12 in the afternoon. I'll have like my coffee and then like have my breakfast. Yeah. That's the cool thing about intermittent fasting, though, is like you can schedule it to like your own tastes. Like for, for me, like I'm a night eater. Like I can eat, I can starve all day long. It doesn't even matter. But like once, like the sun goes down, I'm like a gremlin. Like I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I eat like pretty much right up until I'm asleep. <laughs> no, that's so bad. I was, I, I was doing that, and then I was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like having my little sandwiches in bed. Like yeah, I'm like mm, this is so good. And I woke up. I'm like, oh, whoa. <laughs> So, um, speaking of complicated relationships to food, yes, you are a model. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're an actress. You're a model, like a real fashion model, not the kind we talk about in porn. Um, you're an activist, and you've also been in the porn industry for 16 years. Yes, with yes. a little break in the middle. Um, so, like, how how does that happen? Like, how does did you? start off modeling and then get into porn or yeah I started off modeling like I moved to New York and I transitioned and like everyone would tell me like when I was growing up like oh you should be a model you should be a model and like I didn't really know like what it pertained of and I moved to New York and I was waitressing of course like 19 years old drag queen restaurant Cindy Lulu's then I like started meeting people in the scene and like like in the nightlife and I started going to clubs and stuff. And I was only 19, you know, I got lucky because I, I met like who's who in the nightlife. And so they started introducing me to like the clubs and parties and stuff. And then they were like, there was Patricia Fields fashion show. <gasps> yes. I'll never forget. Love Patricia Fields. Patricia Fields fashion show. And I remember I was like walking, I, I used to go to the store all the time and buy like my hair falls. Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like back when they were on spring street when and West Broadway. On, yeah. And yeah. They, on 8th Street. 8th Street, yeah. 
Yes. So I used mm-hmm. to walk up and down there because on St. Mark's, there was a dollar pizza that I would eat every day because I was so poor. Like, I was so broke. And, like, I just moved to New York, you know. I, like, came with $500 and the dream. And I was, like, working at the restaurant, but, like, I had to pay my rent. And, like, you know, my hair and my makeup was expensive, you know. Priorities. Yes. So I would eat, like, this dollar pizza every day and it would get me full. So I walked past um, Pat Fields. And I remember one time I was like hungry, like going to get my pizza. And they're like, hey, you know, do you want to do a fashion show? And I'm like, fashion show? Like, fuck, fuck. I'm like, is it paying? And they're like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, shit, sign me up. Like, I need money. And they were like, oh, well, one condition. And I'm like, yeah. They were like, it's on ice. And I'm like, bet. You know? What do you mean? Like, it was on ice skates. Like, a fashion show on ice, yes. And luckily, like, I grew up, like, and I, I did figure skating, bowling, gymnastics, pool. Like, I was very active growing up because my mother wanted to, you know, to be to be not this typical stereotype of African-American children. Mm-hmm. So she, like, forced me to do, like, not forced me, I wanted to do, like, everything, line dancing. Like, I learned it all. So, like, this mm-hmm. hit my talents that nobody really knows about me. So I was like, they were like, oh, one condition, it's on ice. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, fuck it, walk in the park. <laughs> like, oh, really? Like, yeah, let's do this. So I remember I did that fucking show. It was in Rockefeller Center. I don't remember Holy what year Holy shit. It has to be like 98, 97, 98. Okay. And this is like, it was huge. I got Patricia Fields fashion show on Rockefeller Center. It was like all over the newspapers, like Amanda Lepore, Richie Rich, like, you know, the club kids scene. Yeah. And for anyone that is not from New York and might not know who Patricia Fields is, she was the stylist on Sex and the City. I think she Mm -hmm. dressed Carrie that, Mm -hmm. you know, whole show Mm -hmm. and like her store and brand is just iconic in New York City. Like you are such a New York City chick, like to have, done a patfield show yeah, like that's, yeah, that's insane like, to me made it. yeah i'm like oh my god so then after i did that show like then like you know my fucking agent uh, agent contacted me they're like hey like you know do you want a model and i'm like really they're like yeah like you're amazing like you're tall you're skinny but this is before i had breasts anything i didn't have anything they're like yes we want you come to the office on Monday. I'm like, okay. And I went to the office and next thing you know, the next week I'm in fucking Milan. Like literally I didn't know any Italian. Like I was like, whoa. And I'm like runway for this designer, that designer. I almost got sex trafficked. (laughs) How glamorous. (laughs) In Italy, like I had this guy like try to like convince me to go to a fake casting, but it wasn't a fake casting. And I had like a random guy in the cafe, like save me crazy. So I'm doing my modeling thing and I'm like, you know, this is fun. But like at the same thing, I can't be, I'm not trans. I'm not being who I am. I'm, I'm living my life as a woman, you know, and I can't tell people that I'm trans. It's still, so it's like taking its toll on me. Like I'm, cause I think you said back then, like even in the modeling industry, it was like quote unquote taboo to say that you were trans or non-existent. Nobody even knew anything about it. You couldn't even mention the word. Like if you say trans, I'll be like, what? Like, what's that? I don't, I don't never mm-hmm. heard of that before. I didn't even hear it. 
Which is crazy because like the modeling industry is known to be very like androgynous, right? Wow. Like they like men that look very like like feminine and yeah. men that or yeah. and yeah. you know like tall women that are skinny and like like you said no boobs and yeah. so it would be weird that they would shun. Yeah, my agent, I remember back in the days, my best friend uh, agency told her like, hey, we want to sign you, but you have to have gender reassignment surgery or else we're not <gasps> finding you. Yeah, a huge agency told her that, yeah. And she was like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. That's not what I wanted. That's not who I was. And they were like, that's well, so fucked up. Yeah, this is yeah, This is back in the days when we started modeling. And I was like, it was so fucked up. Yeah. And like changing and castings and stuff, you know, it was so, it was a, such an uncomfortable situation. I mean, I don't really have like much experience in the fashion world, but like I did one um, fashion show thing for Namelia when they did a collaboration with Pornhub and like, Everyone was naked the yeah. whole time. Like it wasn't, and not just because we were in porn. Like it was really understood for all the models that, like, you go backstage, you get naked. You you can't like care about people seeing you naked. No, and this is what we're fighting for now. Also, like I'm on this alliance because, like, mm-hmm. you also have it's predators. Like you know, I've been to shows backstage, and I'm literally changing, and there's like 50 old men from like you know reporters and news and everything, and I'm like but naked and some of these models are underage they're not even oh, true so you're having these older men around all these underage naked women like this is not how it's supposed to be going down yeah so one issue that we have to do it but yeah it's literally like na- everybody naked in front of everybody the male models are like two feet away you're there like there's no privacy so imagine trying to hide who you are doing all of that and like as soon as you drop up your clothes take off your clothes everybody's like looking to see you know what you have or it's it was so stressful so I remember I was doing the modeling for a while then I started dating this guy but then he didn't know I was trans as well and it was like he wanted to marry me and it was like this whole scene and I had to leave Italy because like he was like setting up this whole life for me but I wasn't ready for that because he didn't Mm -hmm. even know I was trans. So then I moved back to New York, I mean I came back to the States and I had a boyfriend at the time and we were trying to um, move to Miami. So when we moved to Miami, we moved to Miami, we got sick of New York. We had problems, you know, he was infidelity problems and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know what, maybe let's move to somewhere else and start a new start. And he's like, great. Mm-hmm. So, so we moved and then he ended up like they ended up, con- I was escorting. Mm-hmm. That's what I knew. That's helped me through my transition. And that was like mm-hmm. the only occupation that I knew that can get me money to do what I needed. So as and a, and while you're escorting, you're escorting as trans. As trans, yes, I'm escorting as trans. So that's the way I'm getting to know my body and mm-hmm. you know and be more comfortable with my sexuality. So then they contact me to do a for a movie, and I'm like, hmm, you know, that's not really my thing. I never, and to be honest, I never really thought of the future of it. I didn't think of anything. I just was like, hey, this is a means to an end. Mm-hmm. get this money I'm gonna get an apartment I'm gonna be with my boyfriend we'll be happy and then I'll figure it out from there we're together you know we all struggle together whatever I love that you say that because I found that recently it's almost like people it's this it's this something really weird happened I think with like sex work specifically where we're no longer allowed to say that we do it for money um we're only allowed to say like 
oh, um, you know, I only do it because I love sex or I'm so horny or whatever. And that's the truth for a lot of us. Like, you know, you know, like even my own reasons for getting into porn were probably similar to that. But like a big portion of the porn industry just started because it was a means to an end. And, you know, it's like it's it's weird that we're not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm like, no, I I did not expect to be like this huge, you know, I'm like, hey, this is X amount of money. This apartment costs this much. The deposit is this much. A plus B equals C. Yeah, let's do it. And I will never forget. I they were like, who do you want? I'm like, who do I have to do it with? And I I looked at my boyfriend at the time that we were having sex like three, four times a day. Anyway, I'm like, hey, um, we're about to make a movie. And he's like, okay. And they gave him, you know, extra money for... And he was just cool with it. Yeah, because I'm like, hey, we need this money to get the apartment. Like, we're having sex all day anyway. Let's like, yeah. sex and make money off of it. So I remember we did the first scene and, like, I, I was so petrified. Like, I couldn't even get aroused. Like, it, I'm sure... And, like, people still comment on that scene. But it was so horrifying that first time doing it. And it's funny because I had filmed my boyfriend and I had sex before. We've had sex in like public places. You know, I gave him head here and there. And (laughs) I've done stuff like that, but never like on camera with somebody in the room filming with another guy and the camera like so close to my genitals. Yeah. Never get And everyone on set is talking about you very clinically and like they're talking about the shots they need to get. And all right, get hard now and we're going to open up like this. And we need you to open in this. And I'm like, what do you mean open? (laughs) Like, hey, what do you mean? But yeah, you know, get pop up, lip up. And I'm like, like, this is so crazy to me. And I'm like, oh my God, I told my boyfriend, like, you know, let's get this done. And like, we got it done. I don't even know how. And I was like, whew. Like, wow, I don't know if I can ever do that again. <laughs> so at that point, you were kind of like, I've done this. I I got my money. I'm I'm good. Yeah, at that point, I'm like, okay, this is, yeah, I got my money. I'm, I got my apartment. I started doing webcam. I was really okay. successful. I was like, okay. So and I- this is back when, like, if, if I'm not mistaken, like, you could make a lot of money doing just webcam, right? Like, it was the beginning of the internet, and, yeah, like... You can make a lot of money just on webcam, yeah. I was just on webcam, no escorting anything. I was making my RAM, my bills, everything, and it was great. Then, we were we got a new apartment, you know, things kept moved up, and then, you know, we broke up. Mm-hmm. And he left me for my friend. That I got into the building. I actually literally moved her into my same complex, the building next door, for the bitch to take my fucking man. Oh, my God. This is still Melrose Place. Yeah. And I was, like, devastated. So then one of my girlfriends was like, you have to come with me to L.A. Like, you're going to L.A. I have this porn thing set up. And I'm like, porn? Like, uh, I don't know. She's like, well, you know, it's money, girl. Like, and I'm not going to leave you here, like, destroyed on the fucking street. Like, laying in bed, like, not doing drugs and, you know, depressed. And then she's like, let's go. It's time to go get empowered and make money. She's like, yes. Like, (laughs) I'm not leaving you down. Like, let's go. And I'm like. Yeah. We all need a friend like that. Yes. I went. She dragged me. I did, a like, a picture set. I didn't even do my movie. I didn't do a movie yet. I think I did a picture set and maybe, like, a solo, I think. And then I was like, okay. I went back to New York. I mean, back to California. I mean, back to Miami. And I was like, okay, whatever. That's fine. I got my money and it's fine. Then I ended up moving back to New York 
because, you know, I was like, okay, Miami's done, whatever. I went back to New York and I started working parties. And that's where I met Christian, Triple X. Love Christian. And I was like, wow, this is like 2004. He was hot, young. And I was like, wow. Like, I met him at a party. We made out. We had so much chemistry. So he literally went back to L.A. and, like, booked a porn scene for us to have sex on the first <laughs> together i mean yeah christian is a go-getter like that yeah. like he will make shit happen yeah next thing you know he's like hey i have a scene for us and i'm like whoa 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 wait like oh my god I, I, when did i sign up for this you know he's like oh, you know we're gonna do this it's gonna be this 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 and i'm like uh okay but uh, okay be right there yeah i'm like uh okay so and he was hot i wanted to hook up with him anyway but I remember I got to set and of course like that feeling, that paranoid shook feeling of like, it was this huge house and all the terminology and lights and everything. I remember I was on drugs, I had to take drugs. Like <laughs> that feeling with the camera and my asshole, like, and like, you know, you don't know if it's like, oh my God, do I have a hair in there? Is it something like, oh my God. There's was- so much that you don't think to think about until you're in front of a camera under lights, for sure. Yes. You're like, like literally like, yeah, just every little thing. You And you, the last thing you're thinking about is sex. Cause you're like, oh my God. And like, you're like this uncomfortable position and this, I was so high on that. Jo- and every time I watch that scene, I'm like, oh my God, everybody's like, that's my favorite. You know, like, oh my God. I remember. Oh. Do you watch that scene now? And like, can you tell that you're like fucked up? Of course. There's times in the scene that I'm like, and I'm like, oh. Oh. <laughs> that's like you know what's so interesting is like okay have you seen the kim kardashian sex tape yes okay like anyone who has ever had drugs in their body can watch that and it's very obvious kim is like probably on ecstasy yes. something that's making her jaw clench yes. like crazy yeah. and grind mm-hmm. no one ever talks about that I like know. no one ever talks about the fact that she was totally high out of her mind in that video. Yes, and all, mostly all the celebrities are when they have their sex tapes. They're all fucked up, you know? Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. They're all fucked up, and then, so it's like, it's only right, like, when you, for, to do it your first time, you want to be fucked up, too. <laughs> I was fucked up. I was so fucked up, and I guess it came out good. Everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> so then, I'm like, I got scared, and I was like, okay, then after I did that movie, like, it just, like, took off. Like, literally, I had offer after offer after offer after offer after offer. So now I'm in this position that I'm like, okay, I'm modeling, but I'm not really modeling that much. It's because I'm modeling as a woman, and it's not... Oh, at that point, you're still, like, the secret still isn't out. I'm still, like, playing double roles, and I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like, I have to give up one of these. And, like, modeling wasn't bringing me that much money because I'm like... An older model, you know, I've been around for a while and they're, you know, a gene- they think I'm female. So there's no like draw. So I'm like not modeling as much as I would. I'm not as old, young as I was, you know, so I'm like, fuck it. Like, then I'm going to jump back and down. They're like checking for me over here in porn. They're throwing me all these offers and, and scenes. I'm like, fuck, I'll just muster the strength to do these scenes and get this money because I'm not really like working over here in the modeling. Yeah, so sure. Dive into the porn heavy and like start doing my scenes and book scenes. And then I would like shoot for like, I'll do shoot like two or three scenes for DVDs. And then I would disappear. 
I'll disappear for like three months, you know, and just like live off the fruits of those scenes and travel and like explore and live life. And I, I did that like my whole career. And that's why I think I lost, I last so long because I will just disappear and like I won't shoot forever. And like until they contact me and I'm in the mood to shoot. Do you feel like the reason or not, I shouldn't say the reason, because obviously you're fucking beautiful. You're a great performer. But like, like, do you feel like, is there instant success in porn for a black trans woman because there are so few black trans women in porn? And and maybe that's a very biased question because like coming from the Asian perspective, like even in just regular old cis porn, like there's so few Asian women. And I could say this for a lot of the minority, any minority group is like, because there's so few of us, it's kind of like you're guaranteed a certain amount of movies a month just because it's like they have no one else to put in it, I guess. Yeah. For that fetish. I Is think, it the same yeah. for you? Or? I think that's exactly what it was. I think it's exactly what it was because when I remember when I started, there was like, you know, all the vanities and like the all these. But my there was one black girl. Her name was Lisa Lawrence. And they compared me to her till this day. You know, so I guess there's only one that fills the spot and then you have to fill that spot because like she had was older, you know, she had gotten a little thick and then here I came and I guess they just like literally like, yeah, put me in her place as the black trans of the moment because I think, yeah, I I was wondering why they were like contacting me so much and all that. I'm like, where's all the rest of the girls and I saw like you know some girls would come out and they would shoot them and I'll be like okay yes and I would meet them and they would be like cool but then they are not around and like a year ago why do you think that is like I don't know I would ask them too and I would ask like the companies like hey why haven't you shot any other black girls like where's the other black girls because many times I wanted to retire like you know my career my mainstream career it's popping like I really don't need to do porn anymore but the fact is that there's no representation of us mm-hmm. in porn is that's what keeps me here and I've been searching all around this whole time like where's the where's the girls and you know what they tell me I'm like, where's the girls? Where's the other black girls? And they say, oh, they have black boyfriends. And I'm like, what does that even mean? What is that supposed to mean? Yeah, they're like, oh, you know, you know, this is what they told me verbatim. Oh, you know, they have black boyfriends. You know, they're, you know, they're like, "Mm, they're not like you. They're not, they're not, the features are not as fine as yours. In other words, they're ghetto. In other words. So that's what that means. Yeah. When they say that. Oh, I was like, do like, is there a stereotype that black boyfriends don't allow their girlfriends to do porn? Yeah, that's what or... I thought, too. I'm like, what <laughs> What does that mean? Like, why are you saying yeah. that? He's like, no, well, he's like, they, you know, gentlemen, like, you know, they have black boyfriends. And I'm like, okay, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, like, I that's have a always... boyfriend now. And you know what I mean? Like, come yeah. on, bro. That's, I mean, you know, like, being Asian in porn, I get a lot of that, too, is like, there are so few of us. And like, I think people are always trying to give me a compliment by saying like, Oh, you're so well-spoken or mm-hmm. whatever. And like, what they're really trying to say is like, Oh, you're not fresh off the boat. Right. Yeah. They're like, you're American and that's good. Um, so I, that's such a backhanded 
compliment. And but I think not that's really what, a compliment yeah, is. I think that's what kept me around because I guess, you know, they wanted each company wanted like the new hot black girl, mm-hmm. you know, and shoot for any like when I first came out, I didn't shoot for anybody. So then they were like calling me up, calling me up, calling me up, all the companies, all the companies, all the companies. And I'm like, wow, like, this is crazy. Like, I didn't even have to try to look for work. Like, they would literally, Mm -hmm. like, offers would, like, come to me, like, hey, so-and-so wants to shoot. Hey, do you want to see a show? And I'm like, wow, this is, like, so overwhelming. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to ride the wave. I'm going to ride the wave as long as it lasts. Like, hey. And and then I became, you know, more comfortable with my body. I became more comfortable with my sexuality. Then I did my research, you know? I did my research, which I always do. I researched, like, who was hot and who was, like, in the name, big names and, like, what made them, what drew them, what, what kept people coming to them and what made them unique. And then I, like, formed my own little persona mm-hmm. of, a pers- of an actress and just, like, and just honed on it this my whole career. You know what that makes me think is like, I wish, and, and I, I don't think that I know anybody in porn who's proud of like that first year in porn because it's so awkward. Like you're still having your sexual awakening. Yes. We were all young. Like we're all just kind of acting the way we thought we were supposed to act in porn. Like it's it's very cringy and embarrassing yeah, for I all of us. Was, I never um, was. Yeah, yeah, no, just, just no. But like, I I almost wish, and and that's always the shit that pops up on like the first page of Google Images too. Yes. Like of course, like yes. the most embarrassing stuff. But I wish that we could all just like be so. If there were a way for all of us to be in porn for like a couple of years, and then at the two year mark we can like start over, and that's when like our public persona yes. happens. Yes. We'll be comfortable. <laughs> we know the angles. We know all the shit that we can. Yeah. Kill. Yes. yes, knowing your angles. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's too much. Yeah, I remember I would be petrified in my first scenes. Like, oh my god! Like, I didn't really know how to like clean out right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's a whole. Yeah, I wasn't used to other thing. I'm like, oh my god! Like, what is this? Oh my god! This big old thing is gonna go inside of me and on camera. Like, oh yeah, my god. anal sex is very different off camera. Totally. And on. That's that's definitely for sure. Um, How do you feel about, like, you touched a little bit earlier on how, like, when, you know, on the modeling, the mainstream side of modeling, you always had to, like, hide your true identity and, um, like, or or more like you just couldn't be fully honest, I guess. And, um... But like when you come over to porn, porn is like the opposite, right? Because you're, I guess the word is celebrated for everything that you are. Um, But also like that is also like fetishization, right? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. When I first started, it was very derogatory titles, you know, and I didn't realize it until later. Like my face is on a fucking she prostitutes volume 31 DVD, like for the rest of my life. Yeah. And, and I didn't think of that back then, but yeah. Why do you think we don't think of it? Cause I also like, I'm literally in a movie called shrimp fried pussy. And it's like, (laughs) no, like, it's hilarious because, like, you have to laugh at things like this or else you'll just die um, of depression. But, like, 
also, I think now, like, you know, even as recently as the last couple of years, maybe even this year, n- only now am I like, that's pretty fucked up. And like, if I could do things over, I would probably have stood up for myself and been like, hey, I don't want to be in a movie called Shrimp Fried Pussy, let alone on the cover of it. Right. Um, but like, genuinely for the last like for you know the 12 years that I've been doing porn like it really genuinely did not bother me and like I don't even think I was like fooling myself into anything it just like did not bother me like is that how you feel too totally like in the beginning it's just like you know what it's derogatory black tranny whackers and like but I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I guess I used the money to like cover the wound and like. So you I, think it's like the fact that we are benefiting from it that yeah, makes it okay? Makes it a little bit better. Yeah, it makes it yeah. not hurt so much. And then you like can ignore it because like, oh, I bought some Louis Vuitton with that scene, or I got Gucci, and I got like you get the last laugh kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, I'm laughing to the bank, but yeah, participating in it and it's also being complicit right we're perpetuating it yeah but at this point at that point i did not think of that i'm just like okay the check i want the money i'm young i'm like let's do this i'm having sex it's fun it's regulated you know i like to have sex i like to have worry-free sex you know where Mm -hmm. everybody's tested so i'm like fuck it you know i think like for me it was that like the the latter part of what you said is like i always felt like like I always wanted to do porn. Like I just dreamed of doing porn. To me, the goal was to do porn. I just thought like porn stars were this really glamorous thing. And like, I loved fucking. And like, for me, like I always felt like, well, this is the price of doing porn. Like I get to have sex on camera for money. The price is that sometimes like people say racist shit or like sometimes I do a scene in a kimono again. Or like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I I think, I guess we do whatever, whatever the details are, I guess we all just like, make it okay for ourselves. Yeah. And also, like, I would say, like, back then, just things saying things like that were normalized, right? Which is not that it's right, but that's the world we grew up in yeah i'm wondering how would they feel if i go on whether it went on set me being a newbie talking about i don't want to see they'll probably be like okay girl bye you know that's the other thing right is like anytime you complain about something there are hundreds of people right like lined right up at the door willing to take your place so they can do that yep exactly mm-hmm. yeah Degrading or that degrade be under that degrading umbrella and be just for like a for cash, which is why do you why do you think we care now? This is a question I've been struggling with a lot. I've never in my life felt like passionate about political shit or like I never I I was very much of like the group that just kind of like turns a blind eye and like minds my business kind of thing, and now. I care. And now I'm like, I just feel like my eyes have been open to a lot of things now that I'm like, oh, damn, like, that's fucked up. And I kind of would love to be part of the change if possible. Like, what is it? Is it because we're older? Is it? I, I feel like we've experienced it for so long. 
And we tolerated it for so long that it just kept building up and building up and building up and building up. And we kept turning a blind eye because I, as myself as well, like I've seen, you know, black people being victims of racism right around me. And I wouldn't even like stick up for them. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Or people talk bad about black people in front of me. And I'm like, hey, like I'm here and I don't say anything. So I think it's just like we, we, we let everything go. Us as nice person. I know I'm like non-confrontational. Mm-hmm. Same. Like, I don't want to get into that situation and that uncomfortable space. And I try to avoid it for so long until the fact that now it's like unavoidable. It's in everybody's face. We have nothing else to do but focus on this right now. We're not do working. You, well, that's what I wanted to ask is like, do you think Corona has something to do with it? I think because so. we don't have all these distractions. We don't have, yeah. you know, we don't. a lot of us are not even going to work. A lot of us, you know, aren't leaving the house. Right. So that leaves us with our thoughts and our mind and our and our and our our, our soul and our spirit, you know, and that that's what's the changes. Because, you know, now we don't have all these distractions for to be like, OK, this guy treated me like shit. But, oh, guess what? I got to I'm going to work today for a five thousand dollar campaign. Oh, you know, they're following me in the store again. But you know what? I'm going to hang out with my friends. We're going to travel. It's okay. I don't really care. But now we don't have that escape. So it's just like in our face. And of course, a lot of us that are being dealt with it, we're sick of it. Mm -hmm. So then it's built up, pent up, pent up, pent up, pent up. That it's just like, I think it just built so far up that we are older too. Our patience is thinner. It's time to like grow up, like we're just done. Mm-hmm. So, with all that being said about you know Corona and we care now, and like you know suddenly things that we were turning a blind eye to before, we are no longer doing that. Like, where do you think, for you personally, like where does where do fetishes fall for you now? Like, I guess I mean, and I I don't really know the answer, like. Like, I I do know that for Asian performers, like, for the first few years of my career, I could not have survived without all that Asian fetish work. Like, that's just what my work was. And I'm thankful for that because that's how I made money. Um, I also feel like, I don't know, like, and and maybe this is still me just, like, lying to myself. I, I don't feel like it. But, like, I, I'm not that mad at like the whole Asian fetish thing because I feel like, oh, like it's positive. Like it's not like the people in my real life, you know, fetishize me, but like what do I care if the guy jerking off to me at home only sees me as like an Asian person? Like I don't care. Right. Like how how do you feel? It's it's weird, like yeah, because it's like you wanna be accepted like as everybody else, you know? You don't mm-hmm. want like ostracized so you want to you want the equality of like of of a humanity but at the same time when you're like you know you're so oppressed you also need to be like uplifted higher than everybody else mm-hmm. been so oppressed for so many years so it's just like weird like i want 
I wanted, instead of like, you know, like focusing so much on, you know, the color of the skin, just like blend everybody. Like at the end of the day, we're humans. Like it doesn't matter our sexuality. It doesn't matter our gender. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter the color of our skin. Like at the end of the day, if you're attracted to a, that person or that energy, that spirit, go for it. Like the shell is just an outside shell and it doesn't define the person who they are on the inside, I feel. I feel that way too. And, you know, obviously like we're not necessarily like a good study group because we're both in porn. We're obviously like very sexual, open people, but like, I, I can't see the world not headed in that direction where everyone is just pansexual, like eventually, maybe not, you know, in the next five years or 10 years, maybe not even in our lifetime, but like I can't imagine a world in the far future where like we're not just fucking everyone and we can finally all admit we're like a little bit bisexual we used or whatever. In the 70s, you know, free love and, you know, everybody was like having sex with everybody and it was okay. There was no wars. There was mm-hmm. nothing. There was a typical, the STIs, but, you know, now we have medicine and everything. Mm-hmm. We have condoms. We're more intelligent. So I can't, I don't understand how we went from that to this. Do you think, are. do you think it was the, do you think it was AIDS? It was AIDS. Yeah, it was AIDS. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I remember I grew up in that era and that mm-hmm. terrified me. Even my mother was terrified for that for me when she mm-hmm. knew that I was different. Mm-hmm. She me to a doctor's appointment and that was her way of her telling me that she knew was mm-hmm. to the doctor's office at like 14 and saying hey um i need my son to have an hiv test because he's gay mm-hmm. wow we could have like had this conversation <laughs> at home you know by ourselves yeah right like <laughs> had to take me to the doctor to get hiv test i'm not even sexually active yet. <laughs> yeah like um, <laughs> It must have been, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, there would have been a hundred better ways for your mom to do that. But also, like, I can only imagine it must have been a really scary time for everyone. Because, like, even with corona now, like, corona is a little bit different. You know, obviously, there's not as much stigma. It's not tied to anyone's sexuality or any one type of person. It affects everyone. So it's different in that way. But, like, it's also this still very much like a mystery, right? Like we don't have a cure. We don't have a vaccine. I can only imagine that the AIDS thing felt that way and was terrifying. It was so bad. It was so bad. But I, I, and I, but I think like, so when I did get into the industry saying that there wasn't any black trans and there weren't like represented, represented in the classy light, then that what made my career like, go through the roof because mm-hmm. I was the only one. The only yeah. one. People, when they wanted to meet their quota or, you know, they wanted mm-hmm. to look different, yep. they had to contact me. And some companies, I can tell, like, they would come laid around the bend, you know? Some companies would jump and, like, were contacting me in the beginning and some companies, it took years. Mm-hmm. Literally contact me and be like, hey, do you want to work? And I'm like, wow, finally. Like, I was mm-hmm. waiting for you guys six years ago you know yeah where are you guys at you know it's so it, it makes for a really um complicated relationship i think to like racism and any other kind of like bias because it, you're right like 
like for me, like I'm happy that I can be the token Asian, to be honest. I, it's, it has really helped my career personally, yeah. but at the same time, I fucking hate it. So <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess, I guess I'm confused, which is why I ask you how you feel about it. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, I hate being like the scapegoat token mm -hmm. black trans. Mm -hmm. Like, when there's, I know like 10, 15 beautiful other black trans, and like, where mm -hmm. are they at? And then some of the fact that I have to even like go to some of these people's Instagram and be like, myself personally, be like, hey, like, where's the diversity here on this site? Like, I don't mm -hmm. get it. Like, where, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. I'm like, I've done, like, 12 shoots with you guys. And I know my pictures are banging because I'm a professional model. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? I sell, I sell real shit. So why are you, why don't you have me on your, on your, on Instagram? Why don't you have me on your flash page? You know what I'm saying? I go to there and I have to scroll down to see myself. Mm -hmm. how does that supposed to make me feel and then they and I think like one thing that as an industry we're really learning right now is that and a lot of the production companies are like actually starting to release these facts now are that the viewer doesn't actually influence the, the trends are or I'm sorry the trends are not influenced by like the viewers. The trends are actually influenced by the content that we put out, right? Exactly. So what we're finding is that like actually the the stuff that we put out is what becomes trendy. Right. Is what people end up watching. Right. And not the other way around, which is like really really interesting because I think for a long time in porn, you know, we were told blonde white girls are what sells, right? And therefore that's why blonde white girls get shot the most. But no, like we're starting to learn that actually it's like this, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy that like what they're shooting is what becomes popular. Yeah, totally, totally. Whatever we're giving to them, that's what they're taking. Because I, I did a chat with someone and they said, you know, when you're masturbating and you're having an orgasm, that's like when your mind is the most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. you're like you know all your everything is you're not thinking about anything else and he they were like you know whatever you're seeing in that moment is gonna stick with you mm -hmm. you know it's gonna stick in your brain so it's up to us to you know give these people what we need want them to you know get attached into their brain or plant that seed you know it's up to us to show them not the companies because of course the companies are going to give them what's profitable to them, what they've known in the past. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. I think that's a huge part of why like porn is still so, I mean, of course there are companies that are doing like really progressive shit, but like a lot of companies are so stuck back in like the eighties and nineties still. Like even like if you look at the outfits or like the fact that the blue eyeshadow matches the blue bikini or like, yeah. you know, like it's like, what? That is so that doesn't work anymore and it hasn't for like 20 years, yeah, but so stuck in their ways. Yeah. We mm -hmm. have to break that. We have to break that mold. Yeah. Um, what, what is like the most common kind of scene that you shoot? Usually it's like, and I hate this scenario. It's like me coming to some young white guy and like, punishing the shit out of him, beating him up. and Like, like a MILF scene. No, and no, well, like me topping him like crazy. 
Like I'm okay. The so like femdom. Yeah, I'm like aggressive black top, like oh smacking, like yeah, choking, like ah. Uh, that's what they want me to play like every day, and that's not Do a lot. Is that is that a black thing or a trans thing? I'm wondering. Perpetuating the stereotype of black, you know, you have to be aggressive. You have to be like this raw fucking machine and pin people down and like take advantage. It's the black. It's yeah. The stereotype. And what are you? What they they don't they play off they more play off the masculine role than the feminine. You know, and I'm feminine as can be. So, but they never want to play off of that role. It's very rare that they play off that role. They always like glamour me up, pretty and gorgeous outfits. But I have to literally like, by the end, I'm like like power fuck. Yeah, I'm like sweating because I'm like, I mean, that's how I am too. Like, I'm active. I'm like doing it, you know. But I've learned. I've had to adapt because that's what they want to see. They want to see me like fucking the guy. What are you like? Like, what's your sexual preference in your personal life? Like, are you more submissive? Yeah, I'm submissive all the way. All the way. Like, yeah. I'm not aggressive. Like, I'm a submissive. I'm aggressive bottom, if anything. Yeah, yeah. a power bottom. I'm, a, I'm, I'm also yeah. from one power bottom to another. Yes, um, yes. I'm like, give it to But me. you know what I hate? Like, I hate... So I'm like, I get the opposite of you. Like, like Asian women are seen as, like, super submissive and like we'll do anything for a man we don't have our own personality or no agency like we're just very you know quiet and submissive so I kind of hate that I actually am submissive because (laughs) I'm like I want to be like fuck you I'm not even like that but I am (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's why I do try to like aggressively bottom if anything because Mm -hmm. I'm like like I'll be submissive, but I'm gonna be loud about it. Right. Yes, I'm gonna make you. I love. It. It's so bad, but I'm like, yeah. Well, they always make me be like this greased up, like oily, like sweating my muscles. I'm like, oh my god, this is so bad. And like fucking the guy. Then the end, I'm like, I'm just getting breaks. I'm like. Dripping with sweat, and I'm like, but you know, I built up this persona that I yeah. have to fulfill. So now, when I go, I have to deliver. You know, I kind of made that mistake. But this is also the cool thing about like all these new platforms, like Pornhub and Model Hub and OnlyFans, etc. Like, is like we can do our own thing, and we don't have to like have a company hire us for a specific kind of role or. Or whatever. It's amazing. It's so amazing. I'm like, I don't even think I'm going to shoot. I mean, I want to shoot still, but I'm just like, I don't know. You mean like for mainstream studios? Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to work with people that I've never worked with, but I'm also like so sick of the industry that I'm just like, just ready to do. I think a lot of people are feeling like that right now. It seems like a lot of people that I talk to, like in the industry are kind of like, you know, one, because of these new platforms and because they're so lucrative and we're seeing that we can make just as much money, you know, on our own doing these things, like, that's one reason. And then the other thing is like, you know, like, porn is a messy place right now. A lot of people have been, you know, coming out with like sex, sex or sex abuse allegations. And like, it's, it's a really confusing, weird time. Yeah. 
the rates are so low and it's funny because it's the same million dollar companies that I know have money and they're mm -hmm. contacting like other black models that I'm in contact with and like, oh, we're going to give you 500 and I tell them, no, mm -hmm. do not settle for that. Ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. You are in control right now. They need you more than you need them. Mm -hmm. so it's true. Ask for that. I, I hate that. I hate that like people haggle rates, especially yeah. like it's one thing if you're haggling the price on a purse, right? Or like something like mass, like mass production made or whatever. Wow. But it's like if if it's someone's art or their body, their <laughs> like body. it is in porn. Yeah. Like, come on, don't haggle someone's personal price on their own body. Like that's telling them, oh, you know, we only have budget for this. And then when you're like, okay, don't, okay, I don't want it. And they come, then they come back. Oh, well, you know what? Like, why didn't you just do this in the first place? And this is starting off business already with a bad taste in your mouth. Like how yeah. do you work like this already when you're starting off? Like, Actually, that reminds me of something. I think you or Aubrey told me recently that um, that there's no agent in porn for trans models. None. Not a single one. No. So, okay. So when you book a gig, okay. Like, so for example, I have Spiegler. He's my agent. And I'm just telling, I'm sure you know this, but like for the listener, like when I book a scene, they the production company calls Spiegler and Spiegler usually already knows that this is a reputable person that someone I, he can send me to, or if it's not, he just won't give me the gig. Um, and so like, it, I, I feel safe going to any set because like any set I go to is automatically like Spiegler approved. Right. And Spiegler has been in the industry for like a hundred years. Um, so for you, like when you book a scene, like, what is it? You just like, they call your phone. Yeah, it's literally like they'll email you or they're like, hey, this is so-and-so with so-and-so. And like, you really don't know if it's so-and-so with so-and-so. And they're like, hey, I want to book you for a scene. And I remember, I'm not going to lie, I've shot in scenes. I've never seen them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, happened to me too before I, I was with Spiegel. Mm -hmm. I think like, it was probably somebody that set up that they were making a movie just to hook up with me. Yeah. You know, and they yeah, paid my rate and they filmed it. And, you know, but yeah, I literally do that myself, negotiate the rates myself. And how do they find you? Like, is it just word of mouth? I guess word of mouth. Yeah. Like they'll ask someone for my number from somewhere or That's they'll hit me so up on Twitter. Scary. Yeah. They'll hit me up on Twitter or like my Instagram and like, hey, you know, I want to shoot you. But then you never really know. Like, you never know. You'd do never. you like within I guess like within the porn trans community like do you like if there if you shoot for someone shady like do you I mean is there even a way to like contact other models and be like hey heads up like yeah because I, I can't imagine what that would be and I remember I was with an agency one time um Isis Love had a talent agency okay I was like, I want you guys to represent me because I'm sick of this. Like, I'm, you know, I'm who I am. And at this point, I really don't care if you, you know, I want to go through an agency because I'm sick. I'm tired. Like, I want to focus on other shit. And yeah. I said, agency, we did a press release and everything. And I think I did like two jobs with the agency. Mm -hmm. But the problem was, listen to this, the companies that shoot trans models didn't want to go through an agency. Yeah. But they the eight, they went through an agency to book the male talent. They went through yeah. 
female talent, but they is it because of the rate you think? Like the because they had to pay an agency fee. But they did it for the women and the men. Why can't you do it for trans? I don't know. Yeah, what's the like? And that that protected me. Like that was the best time. Like I had my agent. Like I yeah. Remember, I was working for this one company. And it, I knew that there was like something weird about the company because the company had never shot me before. And it was kind of mm-hmm. like, it was like a bully. I've coerced them to work with me and it was weird. It was really weird. I don't know. The director had something against me. I don't know. But I was glad that I had my agency at mm-hmm. that time. That's like, I ended up missing my flight and shit got fucked up. And the director tried to go off on me and like try to deduct my rate from me missing the flight and it was like crazy i had to go through my agent and it was like that was like when i was like wow i'm so glad i had it yeah i can't i cannot imagine navigating porn maybe at this point sure because i've been in for a hundred years and like i know everyone personally but like i can't imagine being a new person in porn and not having an agent like especially because also an agent is the often the bad guy right like so that you don't look like an asshole like You can't turn them. Yeah, I know. We have to be like negotiating like, hey, no, I want to do this. Oh, well, I want to do this. Well, no, I'm going to do this. Well, are you going to pay for my test? Well, is this included? Or who am I going to work with? And then you're like passing back and forth your talent. And it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, that because you got to. That's its own job. Yeah, you got to book your own flight sometimes. Sometimes they book your flight. So you got to give them your name and you got to be accessible when they text you for your this. And it's sometimes random hours you know, because they're on the other coast and you're at this coast and you're like, fuck, bro. Like, are we really have to do this right now? Like, yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm drunk in a fucking bar and <laughs> asking me for my name and my passport and shit. Like, really? Like, it's it's so bad. Yeah, I wish we had an agent. I, we were just talking about that with Buck Angel. Well, like, we, an agency for trans models would be so necessary and we have a flat rate. You know, we all stand by it and that's it. And if, uh, if we will do continue, we should have that. You know, if I continue, I would, I probably would only want to work that way because I'm so tired of the bullshit. I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm sorry if this like comes out very crass because that's not how I mean it. But like, I think like what you're saying with like, you know, putting something on a pedestal in order for it to like fall into the, the normal range is like, I mean, even take, take anal. Not very long ago, when I first got into porn, anal was like this taboo thing in porn, which is unbelievable to think about now. But that's genuinely how it was 12 years ago. Only like, like, quote unquote, low class girls did anal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, or like you did it at the end of your career because, you know, just to give it one last little boost. Or it it was just basically like, it wasn't this glamorized thing. And it was definitely like, second-class porn, right? Right, like you, and anal. And then we went through this phase where it was like anal was just, like you said, on a pedestal. Like it's this, like, if you don't do anal, you're a fucking loser, <laughs> right? And yeah. like all the, the hottest performers and the top performers were doing anal. You couldn't win performer of the year if you couldn't do anal. And it was like this whole thing. And now we're kind of at this place where it's like, well, now everyone does anal. Who cares? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So is that kind of the trajectory like you are speaking of for That's exactly what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. You have mm-hmm. to like 
put this and so much as a pedestal that like everybody wants a piece of it. Everybody feels like they're missing out if they don't have it. And only then will it be normal because then once everybody mm-hmm. has it, they're like, oh, like you haven't been with a trans yet. Yo, I've been with a trans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Not like I mean, even even like take like, you know, like IR is what we call it in porn when, you know, a non-black woman works with a black man. And that's the only formula that equals interracial in porn. But like now it's like, it's, to be honest, like, I think it's hugely embarrassing if you don't quote unquote do IR. Right. And when I got into the industry, it was this thing of like, we, like people would all ask each other like, oh, do you do IR? Do you do IR? Like that was an actual question, AKA, do you fuck, fuck black dudes? Right. And now it's like, it would be very embarrassing for me to say that to anyone now. Like, it'd be gross. <laughs> I know. And that's, and that's how, yeah, that's how it, it's, the, that's like the trans thing now. It's like, it's so like taboo and like, oh, you know, they have HIV and you know, whatever. But honestly, we, we take the same test. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've had more tests done and my personal and myself than a majority of my friends. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, gender. They're all straight and guys and girls, and they don't even have as much fucking STI tests as I've had. So like, when you try to say trans are dirty and everything, like I have years. Well, since two thousand and like six, mm-hmm. till now, tests. Same for all sex workers. I mean, we get tested. You know, now yeah. it's like every two weeks, and every it's two it's, weeks. People, you know, have this stigma or or this like idea of porn stars that were like just riddled with all these diseases but it's like actually we have definitely gotten tested way way more recently than anyone else we know your mother like we know our status from the past two weeks when's the last time you had right but do you think okay like back to kind of just for a second like back to like you know putting trans scenes on a pedestal and making it the the hot thing right which i think is not only is it doable i think it's already happening like i think with performers like jessica drake angela white joanne angel like all these top performers making it kind of like the new hot thing to do a trans scene of course so far it's just the top female performers but like i'm wondering if does that mean that for the next few years we will be going through a phase where like it's more fetishized than ever? Probably until it gets to that normalized scene, a normalized state. Yeah, we're right. going to have to like fetishize it. Yeah. And then it's like it's great that the girls are doing it, but we really need the guys. The yeah. guys are the ones that are like abusing us and like beating us and like a, a, a ashamed of being with us. And if we can have some straight guys be with us and 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 celebrate them and put portray them in a positive light, it would help our community so much. That's all we yeah. need. We need that people that love us portrayed in a positive light, not shamed. Just have to like break that stigma that. It is a really interesting thing to think about how like, like automatically, whether you're cis, trans, whatever, if you're a woman, it's automatically assumed that no matter what your sexuality is, you will work with other women, you will have sex with other women in porn. It doesn't, we're not even asked 
if we're gay, straight, bisexual, hetero, romantic, hetero, whatever, right? Like we're not even asked. It's just assumed that we will fuck women. But with a man, that's not the case. No. And And I think that just goes to prove that like porn at the end of the day is made for the straight white male gaze. Yeah. Right? It it is. Totally. Yeah. But now I also see like, you know, and I like this, but it's also like weird. I'm seeing like a lot of the female performers like eating the guy's asses out on. Yeah. And that's very homoerotic, you know what I'm saying? And the straight guys are loving that. On Love camp- it. They're finally, <laughs> this is how behind <laughs> sexuality is. <laughs> Men are just now allowed to admit they like their assholes licked. Is Meanwhile, it- I've been licking men's assholes since I was like 14 years old. Okay. I'll probably have to take that out because like, that's really wrong. <laughs> just kidding. You know what? Just kidding. Just, just kidding. kidding. No, I wasn't. When I turned 18, I licked my first asshole. Um, But like, no, but what I'm trying to say is like guys have always liked that. Yeah. And I would say, honestly, most guys like to be penetrated in some way. I'm sorry. That's just my experience. So if you say that you don't enjoy, you're a liar because that's the most pleasurable part of your body. But why can't, I guess, I guess. I guess guys are just afraid of their being called gay or something. Yeah, the stigma. Because I know many of my girlfriends, genetic women, they strap it on and they fuck their boyfriends. And they will not die if they can't fuck him. I I had an ex-boyfriend who, like, famously liked to be pegged. Like, he, he just, like, that was his thing and everybody fucking knew it, right? When I, after, like, I dated him, so many dudes came out of the woodwork and like would dm me or like text me begging for me to peg them and it's like yeah yeah, it's like so many like and like i can't like famous people like i i wish i could tell who just to like normalize it but i won't yeah but like do celebrities dm you a lot of course of course i've been with celebrities (gasps) yeah i've never fucked one but I have and like I've had relationships with them and like mm-hmm. you know been that like secret and flying to see them and like you know staying in the other hotel and it's mm-hmm. a lot. I've been through all of that. Yeah, I think um, obviously like celebrities hit up porn stars all the time. That's not news to anyone. Um, but I weirdly like hear more about celebrities hitting up the trans girls more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. I think especially like rappers and athletes. Yes. Yeah. Like I, that's all I get. Wh- why? That's a good question. You know what I think it is? This is what I think it is. And I try mm-hmm. to, this is, you know, rappers and athletes are, oh, what are they known for is pr- being promiscuous. Like, you know, they mm-hmm. have, so many women throwing themselves at them 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So like, vagina to them is like, so then they get curious to the next big thing. And since they're in like that male drawn industry, like athletes and rappers, and it's very like, rah, 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 mm-hmm. I end up wanting to discover like 
that bond or something. So they're attracted to trans, you know, because it's the next best thing besides going with a man. It's like mm-hmm. a, the leap over, which I think a lot of them probably want to go with men, but they're just mm-hmm. afraid because as creatives, I've, I've talked to a lot of them. Like mm-hmm. I have this friend of mine, he's, a, um, he's an artist, he's famous. And I told him, I'm like, you know, and he, he, he told me himself, he's like, all creatives are gay. Like, or bisexual. No, he's like, well, they are, because that's what it comes with. Like, that creativity comes with, like, this whole different vibe of your sexuality. Mm-hmm. And like, nobody can say that, and they're not. He's like, and he's like, I'm married, you know, I have kids and everything. He's like, but I've been with guys. I've, you know, slept with trans. He's like, I'm an artist. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. that's what I do. So I kind of think it's that. It's like, they're mm. creating and then their mind is bored with all of the vagina so they want something new and it's like the, the next thing and you know trans are like and know, they're still confused so trans is okay whereas right. a guy would not be and then they also you know, like that uber like feminized like well you know put together thing because you know they're athletes and they like you know that draw of like celebrity and you know trans mm-hmm. have that they have that mm-hmm. aura of like power and celebrity and so I think this is different and like each experience, people process it different and like apply it different to their life, mm-hmm. it changes them differently. Like people, some people like got into porn and like fucked them up in the head and they had to totally. get out and they weren't strong. But for me, it opened up my mind and like it expanded my sexuality and actually made me feel so much more comfortable in my own skin. Like yeah. I love it for that. And I got Same. to great people that are my friends and like you know we've been intimate so like I know the bond is like it's it's undeniable you know and I know there it's true and I I love porn for that but like also you know it's very derogatory you know Mm -hmm. I don't feel appreciated for all the years that I've worked so hard and gave Mm -hmm. my blood my sweat and my tears. I've never gotten awards that my predecessors have gotten within one year in the industry. Like really shady but like I've also I love the industry because yeah it helped me open my mind a lot it, it, it helped me open my mind and my and accept myself a lot that's one thing I would really like love to see normalized and especially in porn right now is like just because like we we name the hundred bad things about the industry or about anything it doesn't mean that we can't love it right and it doesn't mean that it wasn't like the best thing ever either like everything has like shitty things and great things and that's okay like just because we're mad about like these really core issues it doesn't mean that it's not like also a good thing for us like yeah like if it wasn't for porn i wouldn't have like traveled around the world and like lived in europe and like actually been modeling right now because like it gave me the money and the confidence and like to move around in these circles and move in these places and then like i i got into the 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 machine and then next thing you know like I got signed and then I started working and then it went off from there but if it wasn't for me being comfortable and my sexuality and on camera and in relationships off of porn I don't think I would have been that successful as a model either yeah yeah when when you go to um like a modeling set now like do they all know you're in porn no, and that's like it's so crazy because it's like a constant struggle to keep it separated. Yeah, and 
some of the gigs, like, you know, they know me personally, so they know. And, like, my agent, he knows I do porn. Like, I tell him, and he's just yeah. like, and he's like, well, if anybody asks me, I'll just say, yeah, like, she had to survive, you know? Yeah. And we don't talk about it. It's like the elephant in the room. But mm-hmm. people know. Yeah, a lot of people know. I Pretty much people know all the time. Because it's, and you know what's funny? It's happening more because of the Pornhub thing. Like, now I'm like, like I got a post on Pornhub. And then some people will DM me on my personal Instagram and be like, wait, is this you? They're like, yeah. I did. They're like, who's this? Like, what? And I'm like, surprise. Pornhub is weird in that way, where like, it's weird that like porn is so like taboo and ostracized, and yet somehow Pornhub has snuck into the mainstream, and like people, even though it has porn in the name, and I don't know why. Like I, but people are like cool with it. For yeah, no, everybody loves it. They're like, oh my god, that's so cool. I saw you on Pornhub and I'm like, I'm waiting for them to like, be like, oh shit. You know? Like, wow, on the Pornhub web, like, that's you? And like, this one guy, he's like, yo, I didn't know you did porn. He's like, he was like, I googled you and I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, there's a lot I mean, of you don't know about me, but there's another one. There's another one. <laughs> <laughs> you're a woman of many many secrets <laughs> <laughs> all right well i really really appreciate you coming on here today and i i really appreciate that like i'm i'm happy to have become friends with you this year if, yeah. if there's one like wonderful thing that happened out of all this crap that's been going on like i i love that you and i have been able to connect and I don't know. It's been very valuable to me. So I, I thank you. Thank you. You know, I love the fact that you have so much interest in this. Like it means so much to me that you are taking your time out of your day and using your platform and everything for us. Like <laughs> stop. I'm going to cut all this out. And I'm so <laughs> glad to have you on the side. No, thank don't you. cut it out. I love it. um but i i one last thing i want to let people know where they can find you um what is the most lucrative way for you to support you etc my only fans which is natasha dreams x is pretty much where i have like my new videos and stuff i'm kind of bad at uploading it because i'm doing a lot of stuff i'm making a movie now i'm activist stuff on both ends and mainstream and porn but but also i know like you and aubrey are pretty ratchet in that way you'll like straight up go to the gucci store and like film an only fans in the fitting room yeah we to the supermarket and she'd be like one two three and i'm like you're like you're like bougie ratchet like twerking in the fucking private Room. I can't wait till this is all over and I'm gonna I'm gonna come with you. I cannot wait. Um and where else? What are all your like social media? I'll guess I'll I'll tag everything. Asha Dreams Official, which is my um Instagram, which it got fucking deleted after 60k. I had it for so long and it got deleted. I'm so pissed. They hate us. I know. And then I have my um Twitter is Natasia Dreams X. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye.